Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Previously on Legacy of Gaia. We have to keep moving, Naya. They might take too much notice of the ones we're following rather than of us. If not, then we need to get as close to the knights as possible before it's too late. And pray that they hear our screams. This is episode 10 of The Legacy of Gaia. Shui was exhausted, but today was important. This would be a real turning point for the future of the Darklands. As he continued towards the meeting, he descended a short wooden staircase and almost tripped. He wondered if he should get rid of it, perhaps something like a slope. It would save on any drunken falls or the hangover in the mornings. The entire interior of Shui's abode was done in extravagant elegance. Flowers, art and exquisite furniture lined every nook and cranny, with all their wondrous colours contrasting to the luscious cream that adorned the walls. As he turned into the corridor leading to the dining room, he caught two of his subjects peeking through the doors. They were dressed in the issued armoured uniform, with the sign of the Darklands emblazoned on the front. It shone with its black sheen and red detail. Their weapons hung safely to one side of their belt and a small black pouch containing personal belongings on the other. Both of them had the stereotypical Darkland characteristics. Pale skin with dark hair. But one of them had his hair greased back and the other let it flop forward, hiding most of his face. Is it really them? The greasy one asked the other. Yeah, look, see? That one there is Domini, the headmaster of Calathus. That's the next most powerful Valhalla after Norheath. Who knows what he's doing here? There's the infamous Gulu, one of the mightiest warriors of the Dark Clans. Look, and there, talking to him, Scrathius III, King of Elisin. Who? Fucking hell, you don't know him. After Master, he must be the most powerful leader of the Dark Clans. Exactly, Shui spoke up. After Master. The two subjects looked shocked and suddenly bowed and murmured apologies. Oh, get up, you two. Now show me it, I've no time to waste. And Shui raised his head and closed his eyes as if he was bathing in sunlight. Do make it grand. The two subjects didn't really know what would be required to make it grand, but decided to just open the door. As the doors creaked open, Shui remained in the same posture. All four people sitting at the table stared at Shui, posing in a long, red, strapless dress and dark rouge lipstick. Gulu was a mountain of a man, dressed in a purple top underneath a thick layer of armour 
encrusted with the symbol of an eagle. His bald head looked rather strange alongside his bushy black eyebrows and a beard underneath. He tutted in disapproval and shook his head. Scrathius resembled something of a weasel. His features were pointy and sharp and he had buck teeth. He was quite an unattractive sight. His clothes were clearly expensive, yet crafted in a style that was no longer the fashion. It consisted of a bright golden tunic, heavy brown belt and brown leather trousers, and it was ghastly. In his effort to appear more regal, he instead appeared more like a thief in stolen clothes. He muttered something to his assistant beside him, an elderly man in simple peasant's clothing, who then shook his head. Domini, the headmaster of Calathus, remained completely still. He looked as old as Theus, wearing the same plain attire as the Norheath headmaster, but in a light blue. His hair was short, white and messy, as if he'd cut it himself. His skin slightly jaundiced and sagging, and his eyes were so dark and deeply set, it was almost impossible to see whether they were open or not. Shri raised his hand above his head. Hello, my dear guests. Yes, I'm here. Please don't get up. Shri walked into the room, knowing no one would have stood up anyway, and took a place at the head of a long, rectangular dining table laid out with silver dishes full of fine fruits and with silver goblets full of warm red wine. My, my, Gulu, you look divine. Is that a new shirt under that armour? Gulu, not knowing how to react, merely nodded and felt quite embarrassed. Now to business. I've called a meeting for my fellow local Darkland leaders because, as you may already know, I will soon be in the possession of a highly powerful artefact that the Valhalla of Norheath has kept quiet about for a long time. How did you find out about it then? spoke Domini. Ah, and to my next point, for those of you who do not know this man, you've definitely heard of him. He is Domini, the headmaster of Calathus. This suddenly caused an almighty uproar. Gulu pulled out his sword. Scrathy has started glowing a deep gold colour of Q. Domini looked fearful and drew his sword, which started glowing a dark blue. The guards that were hiding in the shadows within the room then pulled their swords out, their cues burning different bright colours. Enough! Shri shouted, his dark purple cue outshining the others. They all sat back down. What were you doing before I came in, just sitting in silence? <laughs> Nobody answered, confirming his suspicions. Domini, Shri continued, is a guest in this house. Though his people may have killed many of ours, he's crucial to our defeat of Norheath and is risking everything by just being here. It is true, old Domini finally spoke. I do not wish to be in league with you devils either, but the reign of Theus must come to an end. His rule has turned the rest of our lands to ruin. When Shri contacted me, I of course refused. Until he told me about this artifact, Theus did not tell me or any of the other Valhallas about this. And only until I heard the stories of the undead did I discover that he was right. I just had not realised the power was in Norheath. I also thank Shri for not letting any of my people come to harm as part of a truce, albeit a temporary one. Shri raised his glass in appreciation and took a sip of wine as Domini continued. The people of Norheath have turned Gaia into an excuse to muscle into the rest of this world. Everybody knows it's Theus's wish that this Valhalla be the capital of Earth. That it should be he who people pay their respects to. I feel, then, that he must therefore no longer believe in Gaia, and for this he should pay. I'm not saying I wish to join the Darklands, but this very moment in time, I feel we can benefit each other by putting our past encounters behind us and looking towards the future. 
well said, Shree clapped and smiled. Which is why this man is here. He's already helped me infiltrate Norheath and put the pieces into place. How's he done that? asked Scrathius. Well, he told me a little dirty secret Theus would rather keep hidden. And what's that? grunted Kulu. Let's just say not everyone there is playing for the same side. The others looked at each other, hoping someone else might allude to what he was talking about. Just then, a young man rushed through a side door and whispered something into Domini's ear. Gentlemen, the old man announced, I must take your leave. We have a rather pressing matter at hand back home. And with that, the two men vacated the room, leaving the dining room full of Dark Clan members in absolute silence. Shui laid back and drank some more wine, soaking in the slightly discomforting atmosphere. That was, of course, all nonsense, I would guess, said Scrathius after a long pause. Of course, well, some of it, Shui replied and took another small gulp of wine. How do you even hear of this artefact anyway? Scrathius asked. How do you think? The Queen! To which a murmur floated across the room. Scrathius was first to speak. That's your answer to everything, the Queen. I'm still sceptical with this Queen of yours, especially since I am a king. What is she a queen of exactly? And how come she only speaks to you? Who is she? All in good time. I do not see, Scrathius, why you believe yourself to be a true monarch, seeing as you descend from someone who decided one day just to be a king. It's not divine power like my queen, but if I was you, I would not speak badly of her, for she knows all. She had spoken to me about this artifact for a while, but told me to wait for the appropriate time. It is the first step of many. And would you care to share what the rest of these steps are? In all honesty, I don't know. I don't know what the game plan is at all. But I believe in her, and that's all that matters. Blind faith. <laughs> we might as well be worshipping Gaia, Scrathius scoffed. Yes, but now's the time to move. She's been correct about this artifact, and that itself is proof enough for me. Why now, then? It is not for me to ask. Her powers have not fully evolved yet, which is why no one else can see her. She has visions of the past, the present, and the future. It is a curse that she bears. But it is she who will lead us into a new age. This planet is once again changing. We all know this. And she will lead us. But what about the second coming of Gaia? People say Theus is hiding a boy, descended from Gaia himself. Well, it's nonsense, replied Shri with a wave of his hand. And if there is such a boy, I will slay him myself if I have to. That, or get into our side. In any case, he will never be a match to the Queen. I dare say she will be more powerful than Gaia himself. That is up for debate. But what about this Domini? Can we trust him? Gulu butted in. To do what? We are holding all the cards. He thinks that all we want to do is defeat Theus and take a chunk of the land for ourselves. That's why I had his aide outside only just then told by our men that our sources got word he was needed back at his Valhalla. Which he isn't, I presume, said Gulu. Oh, he is, yes, yes. I had one of my men stab his son on his way back home just to make sure. We don't want Domini thinking we'd lie to him just to get him out of here. That wouldn't be nice. His son will be fine, by the way, in case any of you have grown a heart. So what is to happen, Shri? 
Why are we even here? What have you planned for us all? Another demented idea, perhaps? Asked Scrathius. Oh, you are a silly thing, my little king. If you didn't know already, I will be able to control the undead by my mind. But when in possession of the colour, do you see? It's something I've been training myself for, actually. The more we kill, the more undead we get. Therefore, my men have been slaughtering many to amass another army of vast numbers, literally turning their own against them. As soon as I feel I have enough numbers to completely defeat the Valhar, I will team up the undead with our clans, which is why you're here, seeing as you're both my neighbouring countries, and together we will defeat Norheath entirely. After this, the three of us will then turn on the rest of the Valhallas until the Darklands will finally control the Earth. Why not attack one of the less powerful neighbouring Valhallas? asked Gulli. Because once we defeat Norheath, the rest of the Valhallas will tremble and give themselves up. We don't want to just kill everyone. <laughs> What's the fun in that? Shri finished the rest of his wine. What about the Titans? asked Scrathius. They're a powerful force. What if they all decide to turn against us? Yes, I wouldn't worry. Norheath have done us the favour of treating them like dirt. There's no way they put their lives on the line for that Valhalla. And the Wild Titans do nothing but roam the lands. They're not known for working together, let alone combining forces and creating their own army. Everything will happen so fast, they won't know what's happening. They will scatter and wait for our battle to be over. Remember, we don't want to disrupt their way of life. We want to give them freedom. Shri, there's something you're not telling us. My mole in Norheath? <laughs> don't worry about that. It's very high up. He refilled his goblet of wine with one of the tall red bottles placed on the table. No, Shri, not the mole. Gulu leaned forward, his brow furrowed. A power like this artifact does not come without cost. There are tales of the place that we go when we die. The underworld. I'm sure they will not be happy you're not leaving them rest. Shri shrugged. Well, probably not. There are stories of a lord of the underworld whom, if he does exist... I will probably have to answer too, yes. This artefact, this Kalad, is said to open up a portal to the underworld. A portal through which, if left open long enough, the Lord of the Underworld can come through. It's all very exciting. And what then? What if this Lord comes through? Gulli rubbed his head. This is all quite a lot to absorb. Oh, well, I shall make it simple for you, Shri smiled. This Lord of the Underworld will probably destroy every living thing on the planet. Of course, I have no intention of letting this happen. <laughs> I'm not truly that mad. Shri burst out laughing, silenced himself and then began again. But I'll handle it. Once I have the cat in my possession, I should be able to communicate with this Lord of the Underworld directly. Though, to do so, I apparently have to put this thing in my mouth. Ugh, in your mouth, sniffed Goody. Yes, isn't that something? Hmm, I can't say I'm particularly looking forward to doing it either. I wonder if Theus has done it. He's had it for long enough. Knowing him, he probably hasn't even tried it out. <laughs> you know what they're like over there. They're so serious that they forget to enjoy the finer things in life. With that, Shui clapped his hands twice, and from the doors came ten young gorgeous women in skimpy, revealing pink outfits. Three of them started singing in the corner of the room, and the rest started seductively dancing around the guests. 
Now relax, have fun. I've got it all under control. Once I take over Norheath, we'll have free reign to do whatever we want. No more of their Gaia. Finally, the people of Earth will have freedom. The dining room was suddenly alive with drinking, dancing and singing, and Shui watched on amused at the fact that they did not seem too worried. They just said he would soon be in possession of something that could destroy the entire Earth, starting at their very doorstep. If you wish to support the show, you can do so by going to patreon.com slash legacyofgaia. If you wish to skip ahead, you can actually buy the book on Amazon right now. You can follow the link in the description. You can follow us on Twitter at Legacy of Gaia or email us at legacyofgaia at gmail.com. If you enjoyed the show, please remember to rate or review us on your podcast platform of choice. Thank you for listening and see you next time. you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.